0: Outstanding, heart-pounding, breathtaking taking episode of P2P Radio. I'm your host, Rick Ryder. Whether you are joining us on Mixer.com, on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on our Facebook app right now, thank you as always tune in to another episode of this broadcast. Um, we got a lot going on for you. Uh, we're not going to talk about our president as much this week. We could talk about it. That's not pretend There's not a slew of stuff we could talk about, whether it is... Um, a nuclear arm race that was hitting it today whether it is seemingly a mass deportation um, going on today whether it is uh, the Russian FBI love affair that was uh, just broke just a few uh, minutes ago but we're not gonna focus on that right now well we're rather gonna focus on and put this broadcast to is focusing on you and focusing on your fellow your fellow brothers and sisters and fellow citizens that are letting their voice be heard at some of these town halls because I think that is the more important light that we should be bringing on right now about letting people know that there is an opportunity for you to express your frustration, express your outrage, express whatever you're feeling to your local congressman or senator. And the fact that that is happening to the degree that it is, is um, surprising. That is only about 34 days into this administration. but also it is it is captivating and inspiring so hopefully that will motivate you to go out and let your voice be heard and we're gonna talk about that uh, in much more detail during this show so again thank you for tuning in whether you wherever you are um, and hopefully you will enjoy this show so if you have been tuning in to MSNBC or Fox or CNN or any other mainstream avenues of news then you know that these centers have been going home um, and have not been received on the best of terms um, they've been shouted at they've been booed they've been jeered uh, they've been clapped backed on it has been quite entertaining to say the least um, one example which it, it which made me almost bust out laughing because the lady just delivered her message so perfectly um, was one uh, citizen talking to Senator Mitch McConnell, who is a Republican uh, Senate leader, and she was asking or inquiring about health care and about how what is the plan that Republicans are going to put forth to replace the Affordable Health Care Act or Obamacare? Um, since the repeal is seeming, you know, a strong point, but the, what is going to be replacing that? It's been, you know, lacking in detail, to say the least. And she uh, finally got done with the political back and forth and wanted a straight up answer. And this was her reply or, or her, uh, her statement to that senator. that was that that last sentence <laughs> was so hilarious to me that she would just just time that so perfectly and you couldn't deliver that more awesome um in my personal view and, i mean even if you look at the video even mr Connor had a smile, cuz you know he just got one up but that 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 portion right there is a sentiment that seems to be sweeping the nation right now of that people want answers they're they're tired of just this this rhetoric of or put on place this rhetoric of we're gonna make America great again they want to see like what is the actual plan what are you gonna do um, because let's be honest some of the stuff that is happening whether rather than in this administration or out of Congress had not been really focused on the American people it's been more so focused on business end. Um and we can get into details of that of how that's really uh, took down economics about how that is really uh, this belief that if you make rich people richer, then eventually some of that wealth would get down to the middle and lower class. And we can get into much more detail than that. But this is the frustration that many of the American people are seeing. They're coming in with this hope that, again, America is supposed to be built great again, that the American worker is not going lo- no longer going to be forgotten. And that seemingly is no longer the case, or it hasn't been the case, uh, as much as these people have been expecting it. And so they want to know, what, what, what is your plan? What are you going to put forth to replace Obamacare Affordable Health Care Act? Because these people have this insurance. They were allowed this insurance to take care of themselves, take care of their loved ones, take care of their children, take care of their husband and wives. So if you're going to remove this and, and repeal it because you're saying it is it has some many the problems, but then what are you going to replace it with? And that's been the answer that I think I, I have and I think a, a majority of the American people have been wondering um but that this also connects to something that i find troubling and um this is going to be more so looking at the democratic side um and talking about where's the counter argument to this and i get it that the democrats have are lost in the woods they're, they're trying to find their leadership trying to find a message trying to find their tone um, you have, of course, the front runners as always. You have Bernie Sanders, up Warren, um, Nancy Pelosi sometimes. But where these people, and to the even to the credit of, of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, where are the more grassroots, organic people that are willing to fight more often than just these two centers or even these, uh, or, or even Nancy Pelosi? Um, when this wave came up in two thousand nine. When the Tea Party got frustrated over Obamacare and, and the implementation of it. There was a, a jump by the conservative movement to come, become a part of the Tea Party. To ride that wave into what happened in 2010 when Republicans got the House back and then got the Senate back. So where's the liberal or the left uh, populist uh, counterpart or counterwave to that? And I, I don't really see it erupting as much Um there, of course, there, like I said, there are these individual people uh, who are riding this wave We're going to these town halls We're letting their voice be heard. But the Democratic Party really isn't really captivating as much as the Republican Party did in 2009. Um, and hopefully this will not be a missed opportunity. I There is a tangible frustration there. There is an understandable frustration there. And liberals need to, liberals, populists, they need to get in on that. To show that these people have a, a reasonable concern, that they're not just going to let people take away your health care and then not give you a, a better plan or no plan at all. And that seemingly is the case right now. And that's why we need to continue to let our voices be heard at these town halls. But then there's another group that also um, is, is I, I sense, getting frustrated, getting angry and getting mad. Um, and that is... The racial minorities, and by a specific example, I mean African American communities and Hispanic community. Um, Because let's be honest, especially on the Hispanic community, they're going through a very troubling time right now. You have the this new document that's been put out by ICE and by uh, the Trump administration that is borderline mass deportation. I mean, even today. Uh, President Trump kind of bragged about it, talking about it was a military-style operation, that they're getting out these bad hombres, these bad amigos, whatever kind of slang you want to use uh, to get these people out. And that's troubling. That's troubling that you see cases of people who are, who, like I said last week, of a woman going to court to try to get a restraining order, but she was a... Unauthorized immigrant and she got rounded up by ICE at court Or you have stories of children who are in a hospital and getting arrested while receiving care You see this almost on a daily basis now and While we're the administration is saying it while Department of Homeland Security is saying that we're taking we're, we're doing it humanely we're taking um, extra precautions and X Y and Z but that doesn't seem to really be the case when you look at the stuff that's going on and so where's the reference where's voice the voiceman or, or the spokesman for that group and another group and we're gonna do an interview about this um, tomorrow with a, a, a great contributor who shares kind of my viewpoint about it is where is the african-american voice in this as well meaning that and I and I try to take give President Trump some credit. Again, I don't think that he's a blatantly racist. Um, I think that some of the people in his administration is. But do I think the man personally is a racist? I don't think so. But you, it, it seems that his in his mind, or at least in his administration's mind, that showing a, a olive branch or or extension of a hand invokes putting Steve Harvey in front of the camera. Putting Kanye West in front of camera, putting an NFL football player in front of camera, Ray Rice in front of camera, um, and giving a speech where again you think Frederick Douglass is is, is seemingly alive and doing well for some reason, that seemed to be the extent of your African American outreach, and I don't get why that is because there is a, <laughs> and I'm giving free advice here, so hopefully somebody will send this to President Trump, and if he wants to you know hear my advice, I will love to give it about this issue, but Flint, Michigan. Still exists. Flint, Michigan is still a problem. Flint, Michigan still does not have clean water. So if you want to show me that, or you want to show the African American community that you really want to better the inner cities, you really want to better these urban areas, then you would think that one of the first things you would do in that outreach would go to Flint, Michigan, and you love writing executive orders. Just sign that pen in order that this problem get taken care of. Whether really, it is uh, allocating funds to Flint, because the city, I mean the state, is about to dry up their funds in about five days. On March 1st, they already said they're gonna cut funding for it and let the city pay for it. Even though they still know that the water is still not drinkable without further filtration. So, if you really wanna show that you are are against these racists, um, you are against these bigots, that you really care about the African American community, you really care about inner cities, you really care about um urban development, then either tell Ben Carson, tell Mike Pence, or take yourself to Michigan and look at that issue. You can go to Louisiana, even Louisiana is having a similar issue where their city is providing dirty water. So rather than just sign documents and rather than just uh, parade people in the front of cameras, they can see like you're doing an outreach. How about make actual tangible outreaches and make actual tangible actions and again fix some of the problems that's going on? This, you would think that this fits right into that bill. Flint, Michigan is a city, it's heavily a minority city. Fix that city, and I think that you would gain a whole lot of credibility with the African American community. That's just in my viewpoint. Well, you just parade celebrities out here in front of cameras. And shake your hand, and then make them smile, and you smiling, and take a good photo op. That only goes so far, and then people start to see through it. Men don't understanding that we still know that Ben Carson is, in my view, the only reason that he's up there as HUD is because of his skin color. I get into the argument of why in in the world is a neurosurgeon who is almost probably hand down the best neurosurgeon in the world. Why is he in charge of housing and urban development? Oh, that's right. He was he came from that. He came from urban development. He came from the project, so obviously he knows how to run the projects. I guess that's what's going on in this administration's mind. So there should be a a a, a further outreach in my viewpoint by the administration. But also this is just not goes to the Republican side. Democrats. Also, and this also needs to show a more commitment to these minority groups. They wonder why these minority groups didn't pull out for Hillary Clinton like they would have. They should have, or they thought they would have. And reason being is that people see that you only come around when it's election time. People see that you only care when it's time to go to a ballot box. That outside of that, you probably don't care anymore. You're probably not going to show up anymore a lot of people give credit to Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders, again, is an independent. He's not even tied to the Democratic Party, for real. People know that Bernie Sanders is legitimate in what he does. People start to see that was a little bit worn. She kind of teetered back and forth in the election side because she was trying to play favorites with Hillary Clinton, but people still see that she's the person of a word. They can kind of bank on her. They can bank on Bernie Sanders. People want an honest broker. People want somebody on the Democratic side that no it's gonna stand up for what they believe in and not just come around when it's time to march to a local ballot box in November. And right now that is hopefully the DNC makes up a their leadership on Saturday when they vote for the new chairman. And hopefully that chairman can can make that message and let that message be known. that they're gonna stand up for these rights stand up. For uh, stand up against President Trump or, or the administration when they disagree. And I'm, talking, I'm not asking for an obstruction government. I don't, I don't think that the liberals should take everything from the playbook that conservatives did under the Obama gears to the point that we're shutting down the federal government. But if you say that I'm not budging on this issue, then don't budge, then don't move. But again, when we when we, on, uh, when we first started coming out with the show, we talked about some of the the Democrats who two days after the election started saying that we need to work together with Donald Trump. Before again, this is before he became President Trump. Two days, literally two days, after the election. You're wondering how do you work with somebody who you say is a misogynistic racist, but then two days later you're saying you need to work with him. So whether you didn't really believe that, you were just spewing rhetoric to make people don't hate the man. Or you do believe he's a racist and a misogynist and a bigot, and you're still willing to work with him? So either way, you come out on a losing end. Again, you don't have to invoke that he's a racist every time. You don't have to invoke that he's sexist. You can. He's done plenty of other stuff that does not have to be that inflammatory. You call him a hypocrite. He, He does that. He did it yesterday. He did it the day before yesterday. You can call him a liar. I wish after that, I wish people would stop dancing around that word as if it's like you're cursing a man out and just saying what it, is. It, it you're lying about this. Not you're misinforming, you're you know, you're you're flat out lying. So let your voice be heard. Whether you are someone in the African-American community, whether you're someone in the Latino community, or be like, do you see these people, these conservatives, who are still holding their congressmen and senators' feet to the fire? Be like that. Go to these town halls. Have issues with some of the stuff that, has, that President Trump has been saying. He's been seemingly dancing around the fact of um, these anti-Semitic attacks that have been going on that took... Almost four tries before he explicitly came out and said, I'm um, against anti Semitic, anti Semitism. Four tries. Snapped at two reporters for asking the question. That should merit some kind of outrage. Besides the fact that, oh, he said it now, thank God. Okay, we can move on past it. Or how he said that he's pro LGBT, but then on the first month, you roll back a. Transgender bathroom regulation. Now, again, I'm not holding Jeff Sessions. I expect that. I'm not surprised. Mike Pence, I'm not surprised. Mike Pence didn't hold up a rainbow flag and say, I'm pro LGBT. You know what Mike Mike Pence is. He believed that you can electrocute gay people straight. So I'm not surprised that he he didn't fight, that he wasn't, you know, uh, uh, for keeping this rule. I'm surprised Jeff Sessions was against keeping this rule. But Donald Trump was the one who said, I'm pro-LGBT, who held a rainbow flag and said, I'm your ally. And then a month later, into office, you're rolling back a regulation. You're doing this. He could have, and again, the courts, again, decided um, against the Obama regulation and, and um, the administration taking this up to the Supreme Court. You could have let the courts decide it. And then the courts ruled against it. Hey, I, I tried. But the courts decided against it. But you person you decided and according to the reports, um, the votes was, was was trying to keep the regulation, but you decided against it. So again, that is the hypocritical act that he's doing. So again, take that frustration, take that anger, and let your voice be heard. Not just in November, at these town halls, at these rallies, at these protests. And, and, and if you continue doing that, they can they can only avoid this for so for a limited amount of time, cause the rhetoric of that these are planned protesters that that's a bad thing. Like no shit, Sherlock. They're they they're planned, duh. And I love the they're paid. Cause I if there is a, a a conservative or Republican or anybody who keeps saying that and they're paid, can show who's paying it, who's paying these people. I would love to have that conversation because I need a side check. So I'm thinking about like Ubering or lifting or becoming a taxi driver. But you tell me that I can go and protest and get paid to do it. <laughs> I will be the first one in line. I guarantee you. But as far as I know, there's no one on a corner saying, hey, give me i give you $50 to go and protest at this town hall. That, that as far as my research is gone, I haven't found that person yet. And I promise you, I would love to find this person. I would love to find this millionaire or this person who had enough money that they're willing to pay people to go and stand up on a town hall and interrupt a congressman. I would love to meet them personally. But I guarantee you that the more likely thing is that these people are not paid. These people are not bust in. These people are not professional protesters. These people are legitimate constituents who have legitimate issues, who have legitimate anger, and it's coming to your town hall to voice that anger and to give credit to some Republicans. Some Republicans aren't. yo. These are my constituents. They're angry. I can understand that. My job is to be here to take in that anger and take in their voice and take in their opinion. I'm representing them. So the ones that are doing that, bravo to you. Thank you for doing your job. But the ones that are dismissing these constituents as being professional protesters or being paid protesters or being aggressors or agitators, you're being a coward. The most explicit one was this congressman or this representative, I can't remember which one he was, who tried to use Gabby Gifford, who got shot while she was at a, um, on a Saturday morning, while she was speaking to her constituents. As cover as well, she got shot, so I can't. These town halls are too aggressive. I can't go and do that. That's one of the most cowardly things ever. Saying that you try to use a, a a a victim like that to get your way out of meet your own constituents. And I'm relieved the governor after I came back the same day was like, draw some courage, aka you, you put on some big boy pants, or some big girl pants, and go meet your constituents. You want to sit out and yell behind a podium when you're safe in Congress or safe in the House? Then state those same beliefs in front of your con- in front of your constituents. So again, I am proud and I'm I'm hoping that this does not is not just a way that that simmers down the ends, especially in this healthcare discussion, um, especially in excuse me in the deportation discussion. In the ban discussion, which uh, was supposedly both supposed be pushed, had been pushed back again. So maybe we'll get it this week or maybe next week. But again, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. I you understand that Republicans really don't like Donald Trump. They're tolerating, especially the establishment Republicans. As you can see, John McCain and Lindsey Graham have no love for him. So they will quickly call him out. If they don't like it. And if you give them that that voice that hey, I don't like what this that, what's going on with this administration. I don't like the direction this is going. Then I guarantee you that some of these Republicans will start voicing the differences with the administration. Because personally, I believe that there, especially with the more news that comes out uh, with the FBI and all this kind of Russian stuff and the poll numbers for, Donald, for President Trump keep dipping. He's at thirty eight percent right now. I'm a fan. Um, Republicans are are not blind to this And again, they're not loyal to President Trump Again, everybody's trying to push in some of this stuff now Because they know that they're on a time clock And that the faster these polls, his numbers keep dropping The more differences and the wider this gap You're going to see between the White House And Republicans in Congress I guarantee it So keep letting your voice be heard speaking of voices being heard, if you want to hear more about um, the deportation issue, about immigration issue, we have an interview that's posted on our SoundCloud. The video will be coming up soon. Um, we interviewed uh, Molly Felix, who, whose husband is an immigrant who is trying to get uh, citizenship who is in the visa process right now. Um, she gives an inside perspective to some of the stuff that's going on in immigration. Um, So rather than just hear my opinion about it, I don't have anybody that's going through immigration right now. I don't have to worry about, you know, me, myself getting rounded up or anything like that, or any of my loved ones, my family, or not just listening to CNN and MSNBC or Fox about immigration. You can actually listen to somebody who's actually in a situation who has legitimate fears or has legitimate concerns and is voicing those out for you can hear. So make sure that you go to our SoundCloud. It's called uh, Inside Perspective. Uh, We have another interview coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, that'll be published we're talking about more going in more details about African Americans and the Democratic Party. about how a person in my view I think that we should start holding Democrats more responsible we should not become blindly loyal to a Democrat just because they're a Democrat and that's all we care about is that they have a D right their name um and how we're we're kind of draining our own voting power because Democrats don't really have to listen to us because they know that we're gonna vote for them and no matter what because we would never vote for Republicans and hopefully, some Republicans will listen to this and see an opportunity uh, to engage African-Americans um, rather than just write them out as a loss. So we have that coming up for you tomorrow. Um, it will be posted tomorrow or this following weekend. So we have much more content growing for you. So again, thank you for tuning into the show. Um, it, I, w- I will say this, that it is amazing to see some of the stuff that gets put out. Um, from from, the, from D.C., I love living up here because it feels like every day uh, something entertaining and exciting, exciting is happening. Uh, whether it's coming out of the White House or out of Congress or out of our judicial system, it's always something that gives much, much more material to cover. Uh, so we'll be covering it, covering it much more uh, next Thursday at 8 o'clock. Make sure you tune in to us. And, again, make sure that if you do not catch us live, whether it is on Mixer or on our Facebook feed, you can go to our Facebook group, uh, Power to the People. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on SoundCloud. And also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Um, You can even uh, subscribe to get updates so you will be notified when our latest episode is available for download. So make sure you check out all those venues. We have much more content that we're trying to produce and create for you. Uh, Make sure you stay locked here. We appreciate your support. So, again, have a safe and blessed week. Uh, we'll check you back here next Thursday only on Mixer.com and on Facebook Live. Again, this has been your whole Rick grader. Thank you for tuning in as always, and I'll check you back here next Thursday. Until then, be blessed and proud to the people.